Everyone, remain calm. Yeah, ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. And later there's running and screaming. Somebody talk to me, what is happening? Welcome to Jurassic World. You're listening to the Jurassic Park Podcast. You want to consult here or in my bungalow? <laughs> Hold on to your butt. Well, we're back. Hello and welcome to the 111th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss all things Jurassic Park. In this episode, there's a quick update in the news segment. Then we have the fourth installment of Extinction Level Jurassic Park, which features more interactions between John Hammond, Gutierrez, Henry Wu, and more. Now, this one takes a serious turn, so buckle your seatbelts. I'm just kind of getting upset thinking about it. So we've already featured three episodes of Extinction Level, and now I'm going to actually give you a quick after show segment about it, wrapping up some of the coolest moments and some thoughts about the ongoing series. I'll probably do these from time to time when it's possible. I guess you can kind of consider me the Chris Hardwick of (laughs) Extinction Level Jurassic Park. And finally, to wrap up the episode, we did receive a transmission from Travis Stevens with a groundbreaking theory on the death of Ben Hildebrand. You won't believe what happened to him on that island after he crashed. Now, just a reminder, everybody, this show continues every week because of you guys. So do me a favor and go review the show on iTunes. Give it a five-star review. Also, share the podcast with everybody on social media. Podcasts only continue when awesome listeners such as yourselves leave awesome reviews, five-star reviews to be specific, uh, and tell others about it. So take a moment this week to pay it forward. We'd greatly appreciate it. All right, so enough of that. Let's get this episode started off with a bit of Jurassic news from around the world. 18 minutes and your company catches up on 10 years of research. Access main program. Access main security. These pictures were taken in hospital in Costa Rica 48 hours ago. I don't want to jump to any conclusions, but look. Boy, my head being right all the time. But today, I guarantee it. So there's another new LEGO concept on the LEGO Ideas website looking for supporters to make this project come to life. It's a pretty awesome collection this time around, so let's dive into what it includes. Two Explorer cars, the Jurassic Park gate, three different fence modules, a road, a bathroom building, and a Tyrannosaurus Rex signal. One of the features is a gradually collapsing building, the toilet building, revealing the minifigure inside. Now, it does also have assorted accessories, which includes a box, a suitcase, alternative hair pieces, a piece of steak, two flares with alternative transparent elements, a flashlight, and a set of night vision goggles. Now, this project does include five minifigures, Alan Grant, Ian Malcolm, Donald Gennaro, Tim Murphy, and Lex Murphy, plus two animals, a goat and... Rexy the T-Rex. So yeah, this uh, has everything you could want from that scene in the film, the breakout scene. Um, Other JP projects on LEGO Ideas have kind of failed to lift off, so make sure to check out the link in our show notes so you can support the project. Oh, there it is. There it is. And now let's dive into episode four of Extinction Level Jurassic Park. Previously on Extinction Level Jurassic Park. Life will find a way. Could hear it. It's the little girl. Oh my. The animals have bit her. They seem to be carriers of a disease. Henry, dear boy, I need you to come with me to 
Richmond, Virginia. John, this is an unexpected pleasure. Why the sudden invitation? I got a call about a disease. You mean the prion disease? You know about this. You remember our early deaths. Early deaths? I never got to finish the cure. I think we can save the animals from their fate. What did you mean? Probably within the next five years, they'll all have gone the way of the dodo again. Here I was thinking the animals were best off left alone. Let's see what Dr. Gutierrez has to show us. Episode 4, Richmond, Virginia. Having landed in Richmond, Virginia, John Hammond and Henry Wu were picked up and brought to the diseases research facility, where Martin Gutierrez was expecting them. They entered the white hall of the reception and waiting area of the facility, a television behind the white desk showing CNN news. Perfect timing. Martin Gutierrez came walking down the hall towards them. John, thank you for coming so soon. Gutierrez, thank you for calling me first. This is Dr. Henry Wood. Pleasure. Doctor, please follow me and I'll show you what I found. The three men continued down the corridor. They passed the room with the patient on the bed. Gutierrez, seeing some concern on Henry's face, reacts. Don't worry, they're not contagious. But they do help speed up their research on their cases. I understand the Bowman girl got sick. No, no, not yet anyway. Well, the symptoms she was just showing were... Well, they seem like an allergic reaction, which I expect to go away over time. I spoke with the family yesterday and... The swelling were wearing down. She was still a little lethargic, but she's gaining strength. Why I called is, well, I found something in a sample I took. Inside Gutierrez's lab, CNN News continues. Could you turn that off, please? Preservation and isolation. Of course. Of that island. I think you're right. Those islands should be isolated and contained under strict regulation. The animals are dying if we do not act. But you just said that interview was taken earlier. A lot has changed since then. Please, Martin, show us what you've found. Gutierrez picks up a report with photos taken with a microscope, showing brown sticks in chaotic order. Mr. Hammond? John's hearing started failing. Are you okay, sir? And so does his eyesight. I... John? Uh, I... Sir? He seems to be coming too. What happened to him? He collapsed. He'd have a lot in his mind. Okay, let's get him on the stretcher. Sir? Can you hear me? It took some time before John Hammond would wake up in a mostly white hospital room. The curtains closed, but daylight still shining through, lighting the room. A few chairs were standing next to his bed. One of them was occupied by Henry Wu. John, welcome back. Your daughter just left, taking Lex and Tim to dinner. They said they'll come back after. I was out the whole day. Almost two. Henry, what happened? You collapsed. Not that. About the disease. Did you finish up with Gutierrez? John, that's not important now. You have to clear your mind of all that. Then promise me you'll do whatever you need to do to help them. Martin hasn't spoken about the virus to anyone else, has he? He has to keep this quiet. He'll keep in contact with the girl's family. We're not sure how contagious this will be. I'd like to continue my own research on this, but I'd need my data from our site B facility. Then go to sauna. Save my animals, Henry, please. If we can't control the animals, you may be able to keep them out of a contained area. Set a, a perimeter. Jerry could help you to examine the animals and take care of them. And uh, contact... Uh, uh, give me a piece of paper and uh, a pen. Hoskins, his number, 
He's a smart man with connections in the private security branch. Keep the government out of this. If they all get wind of a virus... Prions, John, not a virus. Beside the point. Don't involve the US government, the Costa Rican, or any other government agency. They'll destroy the animals if they get wind of it out of fear. Please, Henry, don't let our legacy, your greatest work, go to waste. Let Hoskins set up a security team for your safety on the island. Uh, uh, give me another piece of paper. I need to write a letter of approval for the engine board to give you access and funding. Mr. Hammond, glad to have you back with us. How are you feeling? Good. Uh, please leave us for a moment. You need to rest, sir. Thank you. I will. In the meantime, Henry is holding another piece of paper ready. The nurse looks at John suspiciously, knowing he's not about to listen to her advice, but turns to leave anyway. Uh, actually, uh, nurse, please stay. We can uh, use a witness to this. Henry, please write this down for me. I, John Hammond, hereby grant Dr. Henry Wu full cooperation and funding from the John Hammond Foundation to further develop his project, uh, how do you call it? I'm calling it Caracosis. To further develop Project Caracosis, Dr. Wu is to be given full support and access to his previous work locations, including Site A and Site B off of the coast of Costa Rica. It includes employment of a security team to assure the safety of the research team on the islands. I urge the Indian Board of Directors to fully support Dr. Wu as well at the promise of great gain and as redemption of the Indian name. Under the witness of, uh, what's your name dear? Melanie Archer, sir. Under the witness of Melanie Archer, nurse at the, whatever the name of this place, signed and our three names to sign under the date. Got it? Yes, I signed it. Melanie? Who hands the piece of paper and pen to the nurse who reads it through quickly and then signs her name? Good. Then, please, give it here. Thank you, Henry. Now, get to work. I need some rest indeed. And Henry? Godspeed. Thank you, John. Now rest and get well. Over the course of the following months, John and Henry would have many more conversations as preparations were made to go back to Isla Sona. In the meantime, Henry Wu continued his research for his actual Caracosis project. John's health never fully returned, and although he wished with all his heart to join Henry and see his animals once again, 
He feared that the preparations would come too late for him to join the team on that journey. But he could never bring himself to lose the hope that Henry would in the end save his animals. Alright, so I guess you can consider this the after show for Extinction Level Jurassic Park. That was the fourth episode, um, which featured a lot of awesome stuff, some um, really uh, kind of upsetting stuff. Uh, one of the main things that happens in this episode is Hammond collapses. Now that is... That is uh, really upsetting. This guy that you've you've gotten to know over two films at this point has collapsed and fallen on the ground mid-conversation. Um, that's upsetting to think about that. If that was something to come, you know, uh, on screen or something like that, we would all be really upset about that. And here, hearing it, he actually does a great job, Arjun here, he does a great job, um, you know, producing the sound and making it sound like something actually happened here. And you get a sense of, of the room and, and everything. and It's pretty upsetting to hear that happen. Um, but before that, we get uh, Hammond telling Wu to contact Hoskins for island security. Now, that is, um, that's, pretty, that's a pretty big detail in the grand scheme of you know, the Jurassic World story. Now, obviously, none of this is, is canon or anything, but it's a fun you know, prospect as to what happened and maybe how these events took place. Um, so Hammond telling Wu to get into contact with Hoskins is a pretty cool idea. And it also establishes that connection that we, we kind of don't know too much about towards the end of Jurassic World, which is kind of a cool insight there. And we also learned that uh, Hammond grants Wu full support to continue his previous work. He mentions Site A, Site B, all that stuff. So that's really cool to get those kind of taglines there. Site A specifically is a cool, cool idea for Nublar. Um, so it's it's awesome that he gets to continue his work, and obviously he does. We know that he does because of Jurassic World, and you know more stuff happens. So. It's, uh, it's interesting to see how it happened from the start. And it seems like the, the plan is essentially to redeem InGen's name. So this is all news to me in this sense, because this is all a new story to me. So I'm really interested to see that, um, you know, everybody had a hard time with wondering why Hammond would want a new park. You know, Mizrani said something like, um, it's, it's Hammond's dream or something to, to continue this park. So we now know in this case that Maybe Grant, uh, not Grant, uh, Hammond granted Wu some support here to continue this project, to redeem InGen's name, to continue something on. So uh, we know that uh, that uh, Dr. Wu is continuing his Karakosis uh, research there, so that's an interesting plot point that you can find out hopefully more about in the future here. Um, and we do know that months bypass, Hammond's health does not get any better after his collapse. So yeah, it's a pretty upsetting time here in this story here, the uh, the the uh, extinction level Jurassic Park saga that we've got going on here. Um, we're going to have another one on next week too. So you got to stay tuned for that one because it's also really awesome. The actors and everybody in this episode did a great job and uh, really conveyed a ton of emotion. Uh, so I'm really happy to have all these people taking part in these episodes, which is really cool. Um, and yeah, Given it, I'm going to give a shout out here to James Hawkins for, for bringing John Hammond to life in, in a, the craziest way here. It actually sounds just like him, and he brings this emotion to that character, which is really cool. And you you feel bad when he collapses in that moment. And, and then afterwards, when he actually comes to, it's, it's a, good, um, a good thing there that uh, James is doing a perfect job at, in this role. 
So that kind of wraps up my thoughts on this. Just quick thoughts on the episodes. Kind of like, you know, I said before, Chris Hardwick of Extinction Level Jurassic Park. Kind of giving some thoughts and telling you not any kind of insight because I don't know the story progressing. So I'm learning it each week with you guys. So like I said, stay tuned to next week for Episode 5 of Extinction Level Jurassic Park. Chaos, chaos theories, chaos Oh, chaos theories, plotlines, outlined and theory, do chaos. Oh, chaos theories, do Ninjan will do anything to get their hands on my information. My chaos theories. Greetings again, my Saurian skeptics. Yes, it's Travis Stevens making another Triassic transmission with this highly sensitive edition of Chaos Theories. Today, we examine the mysterious events surrounding one Ben Hildebrand, former boyfriend of one Amanda Kirby, potential future stepfather to Eric Kirby. After the events of Jurassic Park 3 in 2001, it was assumed that Ben had met a tragic end. Yet another victim of InGen's ill-advised biological dinosaur death machines. Get ready for a truth bomb, Jurassic Journeyers. Ben Hildebrand didn't die on Isla Sorna. What? what? What's that you say? I'm sure you're asking this. We were led to believe that Ben died in a horrific travel outing gone wrong while parasailing off the coast of Isla Sorna, a mysterious force devoured the drivers of the boat towing them, at which point Ben and Eric detached, glided to the island, were tangled in a tree, and then, we assumed, Ben was mauled by something while Eric made his escape. But that's not what happened, according to some very reliable sources. Get ready for outrage. Ben Hildebrandt ghosted Amanda Kirby with the help of InGen. We always expect to hear about InGen's assault on the ethics of scientific exploration and development. Malcolm accused them of the rape of the natural world. Who would have thought that they would stoop so low as to help a man shed himself of a problematic relationship? But according to multiple confirmed sources, that's exactly what they did. They helped Ben Hildebrand fake his own death just to make his breakup with Amanda Kirby easier. Ben Hildebrand had everything. He was still in his prime, good-looking, and he had a good job working for a subsidiary of InGen. He had met and cultivated a romantic relationship with the divorcee, Amanda Kirby, a relationship that he was eventually prepared to end by any means necessary. Apparently, wherever they went, she would relentlessly call Eric's name out like a bullhorn. No matter where they were, at, at a restaurant, at the movies, watching TV, while they were barbecuing, while they were not barbecuing, he just couldn't take it anymore. But instead of having the guts to end the relationship responsibly, he would come into work and complain to colleagues about his love life, to the point that the suits in his division heard of his predicament. Now, we all know what kind of scum sits in the executive offices at InGen. Anything to make a buck. Apparently, 
Ben was approached by his superiors about an opportunity that would make all of his problems disappear. In fact, it would work out for everyone except the Kirbys. Being an industry leader in the development of islands populated by genetically engineered dinosaurs, InGen was in the process of writing a worst-case scenario survival manual for its employees. To complete it, they would drop any poor soul they could find off on Sorna or Nublar and record their horrifying struggle for survival through extensive hidden surveillance equipment. Basically, they were running rats through a maze, except the rats were people, and the maze was an island just teeming with murderous dinosaurs. They had plenty of data on adults, but they had almost none on children, which is where Eric fit in. Such an intelligent boy would make a fascinating study. Makes me sick. Oh, oh, okay. You don't believe Ben would do this to an innocent child? I agree, it's appalling, but it's amazing what length some people will go to in order to avoid personal responsibility. Ben wanted to get out of a relationship without having to face Amanda. And yes, Eric never really bothered Ben per se, but his remarkable ability to read people with preternaturally accurate observations had rubbed him the wrong way more than once. He knew that Eric would have some choice criticisms to share with his mother if he ended the relationship like an adult. So it didn't take much pressure from InGen to make Ben sign off on the endeavor. And so it went forward. Ben took Eric on a bonding trip and every person they met along the way was part of the deception. The boat crew abandoned their vessel off the coast of Sorna after aiming it at some rocks and immediately boarded a waiting raft in the artificial fog. Ben and Eric flew into the island without incident, then InGen staged a dinosaur attack. Ben released Eric from the parasail so that he could escape as the simulated attack played out, which Eric would never question in his adrenaline-fueled state. They brought in the remains of some unfortunate soul that had been lured to the island previously and then let the cameras roll on Eric for weeks. InGen paid off whichever government officials they had to in order to keep their hands out of the situation, and Ben disappeared into the inner workings of the company, who they relocated and gave a new identity so he could continue serving their dark empire of lies. <laughs> you see it all now, don't you? Once again, I'm throwing completely believable truth grenades in your direction with absolutely no plot holes. The more you dig, the darker InGen proves to be. But together, we can bring them to justice. Especially keep an eye out for Ben. My contacts report that he may have been working at Jurassic World in various capacities over the last few years. Let's help the authorities find him. Until next time... This was Travis Stevens with Chaos Theories. Make sure to visit JurassicParkPodcast.com to find all our past episodes, brand new news articles, information on how to contact us, and much more. It's a great source for everything related to the podcast, and of course, Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. Head to JurassicParkPodcast.com and help us build a great community. Thanks for listening to the 111th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. 
Of course, a big thanks to Arjun for the audio this week. These installments are ramping up and are super intriguing, and I'm uh, I'm definitely upset about that Hammond collapse, as you can tell. Uh, we'll see what happens next time on Extinction Level Jurassic Park. Also, thank you to Travis for sticking his neck out there and getting those hot tips on the Jurassic series. I can't believe Ben has been alive this whole time. What a selfish jerk, right? If you track him down, let us know. Thank you again, Travis. If you want to interact with us, we do most of our work over on Twitter, at Jurassic Park Pod. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash Jurassic Park Podcast. And our Instagram handle is at Jurassic Park Podcast. You can listen to us via iTunes, Google Play, Podomatic, YouTube, our website, or wherever else podcasts are found. So make sure to subscribe to automatically get new episodes every week. If you haven't already, please give us a five-star review on iTunes or a great review wherever you listen to the podcast. It will seriously help out our rankings and make it easier for fans like you to find us. We're usually spotted commenting on the Jurassic Park subreddit as Jurassic Park Podcast. Don't forget to check out JurassicParkPodcast.com for all the links you heard here today. If you want to get a hold of us, you can email us with any news stories, MP3s, comments, or if you want to debut a segment of your own, send them to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com, where you can submit questions directly on our website contact form. If you'd like to record something for the show, send it in to us and we'll feature it in an upcoming episode. If you don't have any way to record, you can give our voicemail line a call and leave us a message. That number is 732-825-7763. Thanks for listening. And enjoy. No, I'm, I'm simply saying that life uh, finds a way. Five minutes. Drop what you're doing and leave now.